begins now. Capital 263. I think it's bad news for the English game. We're not creative enough. We're not positive enough. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming home. We'll go on getting back. So getting back. So getting back. Football is coming home. <laughs> Welcome to Mike Said Match. My name is Lizwe Chitanganya, aka Lizwe C on Twitter. The, uh, this is Mike Said Match, another exciting podcast, another week of uh, fantastic football at the FIFA World Cup, and so many more other sports happening across Zimbabwe and in the world. And uh, of course, the chorus that we're just singing right now. I, I'm sure everyone in the studio is singing the same chorus. No, no, you no. You know, no. football <laughs> is coming home. <laughs> what up, guys? Yes, man. Um, welcome, welcome to Maxed Match. Uh, my name is Josh K. Zawi at Six Legend on Twitter. Josh K. Zawi on Facebook. And yeah, man, it's it's good to be in the studio and football is not is not coming home. Josh, it is. Except quotes. <laughs> <laughs> football is not, it's not, go, football is not going it's to eat. It's coming home. It's coming home. Come on, man. <laughs> Shingyo, what's good, man? Hello. Yeah. What up? You see what they're doing? They're muting me in the app because I'm filming and, you know, uh, this is Shingra Emmanuel Mponde, Slim Sam on Twitter, and football is coming home. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you. I can't believe you. You've taken up the bandwagon as well, Shingish. Football is not, it's not, that's not football's home. To begin with, <laughs> Josh, just accept it. The situation on the ground, the English are taking the cup back home. No, 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 no. Okay, let's 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 break down the, yeah, the, the, uh, the, the, the last four teams at the World Cup right now exactly. and how they've been performing from from the group stages up to where we are now in the competition, which is uh, the semi-finals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's let's start with the English. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just to reiterate, they were my World Cup team to make the top four. Uh, I, I could Baby. feel it. I, I could feel it was coming home. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I really felt you know England had something different this time. I wasn't really sure what it is, and up to, even now, I'm not really sure what it is. But it's different from that generation that was. Um, I, was, I almost said the Lampards, but I'll just say the schools <laughs> Please. For, for political Please. reasons. <laughs> Please keep it, keep it. Keep it, keep it <laughs> yes, um, it, it's it's a, a very budding young team. People who are unafraid to lose, basically, they have nothing to lose, so they're just going out there and trying to win. And look at where they found themselves in the semi-finals. However, you know, of course, they are the. Um, should I say in quotes, the weakest team in the top four, ranked 14th in the world, whilst we have Croatia, Belgium, and France. Or ranked higher than them, yeah. Were ranked fifth and above in the world as compared to England, which went into the World Cup ranked 14th. So it, it's, it's going to be tricky, but I still believe that on the 15th of July, uh, when we do our recording, 
Uh, <laughs> we're going to record on the 16th of July. We'll be singing again. It's coming home. <laughs> it's come home now. <laughs> it is home. Well, I, I think um, England has has had quite a. They, their performance have been have been they've lot left a lot to be desired as far as I'm concerned. They haven't performed as well as the other teams have. For example, you know we've had, they've. The, the other three teams in the top in the in the semifinals right now have had games when they've shown their all their strength and they've performed exceptionally well you know for example Croatia versus Argentina um Belgium versus Brazil um France against Argentina as well Th- those teams have had games where they absolutely came out and blasted their opponents right out of the water but England for me hasn't had that, that kind of a performance they've they've grinded their results they've won from um penalties 1-0 you know they, no actually they haven't had a clean sheet at the world cup uh, besides the sweden game so yeah they, they they're the kind of team that that hasn't really hit their stride as far as they can do they can actually do a lot better you know with, with the kind of players that they have so maybe they will show up in the last two games but they they're the kind of team that has been grinding their results and their best performer in this World Cup for me has been Maguire, the, one of their centre-backs. He's been solid, he's been playing the ball from the back, he got a goal versus Sweden and, you know, he's, he's quite been a really good player. So, like you're saying, you know, they've been, they're the lowest ranked team in the semi-finals right now and rightly so. Their football says so. And will it come home? I don't think so. <laughs> don't of course. Think so. I remember <laughs> when we recorded the World Cup preview show, I laughed when Lisko <laughs> brought up England. I yeah, I, 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 yeah, I really didn't see them where they are now. But it's refreshing to have an English team that doesn't come with the usual hype. You know, they usually overhype their teams. This time there was, you know, let's see how far they can get into the tournament and things like that. And I think that lack of pressure from the, pre- from the press and from everybody has helped this English team with the manager who doesn't have the usual flair of, in, of, of the managers that usually manage England. So, Say my light eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do not understand how they even arrived to giving Sam Allardyce the job there. But it's been refreshing to see Gareth Southgate is a proper Englishman doing the job. And this team full of young players, some of them who have won a few things because the young age groups, the winning culture is starting to come back into the English tradition. And it helps and it seems like they know how to win. So I wouldn't be surprised if they make the final. But to be honest, they have a tough match ahead of them because Croatia is a complete team and Dejan Lovren is the wall. We are laughing, but in this World Cup, Dejan Lovren has been, he's been phenomenal. He's, yeah. been, he's been doing job. He's so, been alright. <laughs> no, he's been enough. one of the best defenders in the world. Cup. Uh, all right, I think I think Croatia's strength lies in its midfield. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's pretty clear. You know that that combination of uh, Luka Modric and uh, Ivan Rakitic has been has been, it's been it's been crazy. I I I picked Croatia as my wild card. Yes, you uh, did. Like during the the preview, and I must say, even though I picked them, I'm still quite surprised at how well the football has been from Croatia. Yeah. Uh, the Russia game was a bit of a glitch, you know, and it, I expected it so, given that they were playing the hosts who were quite uh, buoyant and they were like riding the wave. Russia was just 
high on euro- euphoria and the, the, everything was going well for them. You see, that, 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 that's where I think England has a chance because they're also going to come at Croatia with nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah. Croatia yeah. are, are possibly, in fact, England are the underdog in that fixture. Really, Croatia yeah, has been playing agreed. better than England. England, yeah. But when you throw in those boys, um, I almost say Jason Lingard, but I want for political <laughs> reasons. <laughs> when, you, when you throw in those boys, um, what's his name? Trippier. Yeah. And uh, Harry Kane. Don't you, say you, Sterling. He's been missing. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm only going to mention the three players, Ashley Young, Trippier, and Harry Kane. Maybe, and Jordan Harrison as well, you know? Yeah, he's, he's um, been quite solid. Yeah. Exactly. Throw in those guys and give them no fear at all. Just say, go throw whatever you have. At Croatia, you have nothing to lose. See the way Russia played, play in the same way. Just keep going at Russia. Don't quit. I think we have a match on our hands, and it is not going to be as obvious as it Most was people seen. Think, yeah, I, I think I think also you know when when you get to this stage of the competition, you know there really is nothing to lose anymore. Yeah, You're already in the semi-finals, you've achieved. All, I think all four teams in the semi-final, maybe okay, yeah. maybe for, with the exception of France. And in Belgium, but uh, you know Croatia and England, to be in the semi-final, yeah. you know that's that's something that most people wouldn't have imagined was possible in this World Cup. That you is know, true. They wouldn't have been in the conversation for teams that might make the the, the semi-final in any normal conversation, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're there, and that is that is uh, an achievement that mustn't be overlooked. That is a great. That's really it's really crazy, especially considering if you look at the crop of players that have left the World Cup, the likes of Argentina with Lionel Messi and Diabala who wasn't playing or whatever. And you look at uh, Portugal with Cristiano Ronaldo who was in red-hot form. You look at uh, Uruguay with the Cavani's and the Suarez. You look at Brazil with all the stars uh, uh, that Dive mentioned. Uh, there's Casemiro, uh, there's Marcelo, you know. Those players should be proud of themselves that they in this stage, you know, right now. Mm-hmm. And Croatia versus England, I think the odds will be in Croatia's favor because the team that usually plays the better football obviously has better chances. But England is, has been riding a, 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 a huge wave of luck, I must say. And that will be a very big factor in this game. It, yeah. it will come through to help them a lot to have that confidence to say, you know what, we've, we've been going through teams. We, we're not playing the most attractive for football, but look, we're here. That that will be a very important factor in that game, and I, I think I don't know. I don't want football to come home. But <laughs> <laughs> and they've a, a real chance. They've really buzzed up David De Pickford, who is <laughs> he's been making. You made some stellar, stellar saves in, in, in I, that match. I am I'm wondering how the, the the reporters got Pickford and Couture to go yeah, into yeah, some sort the of state of journalism eh? because now. Somehow, Kutua said that Pickford was too short and he was yeah. at a disadvantage and Pickford had to respond. But I was but so yeah, unnecessary, and, you, you know. know. After, after, after the Brazil game, Kutua took time from his interview to clarify that. Uh-huh. He came out and he said, listen, I never said anything about Pickford's height. I, I, I know how difficult it is to be a goalkeeper and I would never mock another goalkeeper's height. I never said anything like uh-huh. that. So it's actually quite interesting, you know, that this actually happened and no one seems to know where it actually started from mm-hmm. it's transfer yeah. season they make up stories yeah. every day <laughs> yeah, yeah but um, well one team we haven't actually spoken about is France uh, in our preview episode we've oh I, well I remember saying that 
I felt France didn't have the mentality to actually push in a tournament like this. I, I expected they were like the favorites, but I didn't expect them to actually make it all the way to the semifinals. They've played, you know, up and down, but they, they seem a bit more consistent. Yeah. Uh, yeah the midfield, yeah. Kante has been working his socks off my silently. My word, my He's, word, Kante. Uh, well, nice. no one is talking about <laughs> Golo Kante, but he's been incredible for that France midfield, running up and down, you know, making sure that Toliso, or whoever's partnering Pogba in that midfield three, gets the ball and does what they do. You know, we have Kylian Mbappe, you know, just showing his burners. Yeah, man. Sprinting through the World Cup. He's going, you know. Defenders are, are not comfortable with facing Kylian Mbappe right now. Throwing uh, Giroud and uh, Griezmann, you know, standard composure. You will score. <laughs> you will yeah, definitely yeah, score. Yeah. You will so, find a goal. But I also think that, you know, the, the Belgian performance versus Brazil will go a long way in, ma- in, in making the Belgian defenders more confident about facing the France attack. Because, you know, they faced an attack that had uh, a Neymar, that had uh, Gabriel Jesus, that had William, which later switched to Douglas Costa and, and Firmino. And, uh, you know, they faced uh, an attack that was, that was really like, it was coming at them for, for the greater part, especially for the second half. And they managed to resist it for the most part, except the one goal that they considered uh, to Augusto. So I think, you know, having faced, you know, that kind of attack mm-hmm. in the previous match will give them also a lot of confidence going against the French defense. So they listen, there's not much of a difference between these people, you know, in terms of talent and capabilities and so forth. If we did it against Brazil, we, we can do it against, uh, against, uh, against France as well. I, I, I kind of think Brazil was weak in their match against Belgium until the last 20 minutes. I feel like uh, the Brazil side that would match the French brilliance would be Coutinho on the right, Bobby Firmino in the center, Douglas Costa on the, on the right. That front three is what I would equate uh, the French yeah, front yeah, yeah, three yeah. to the Brazilian front three. That, that We didn't really see that Brazilian front three, the one that I've just stated. But until until maybe the last 10 minutes when Costa was thrown in, when there was something trying to get created, that, that was when there was a bit of problem for the Belgian defense. Otherwise, it was a comfortable, you know, showy. So I still feel France is going to throw quite a lot at them. And yeah, definitely. Yes, yeah. As to, you can't expect any less. Yeah. You really can't. Did you just... Did you just ignore the diving merchant when you were mentioning the players? <laughs> no, I'm saying if I was like yeah. the manager, if was, if I was throwing out yeah. Neymar. Totally. <laughs> you know, Coutinho on the right, Coutinho on the left, Firmino central and Costa on the right. For That's me, your f- f- first thinking. Absolutely amazing front three. For me, what everybody could see, what the Brazil coach did not see, is the fact that Bobby Firmino would make everyone else play better football. Jesus was not really doing it. And Bobby Firmino ah, just, <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't understand when people try to so, use uh, like, to go around. No, just say that front. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, know. that's but, it's been evident. But that game I saw Belgium <coughs> for what they truly are, and that is a threat. Yeah. Firstly, that man called Lukaku. Oh, I thought yes. you were going to say that man called Marion Feline. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I have to tip my head off to Lukaku. Lukaku, the way he was bulldozing through that defense, wow. he was unplayable. And he's got the football brain. 
He's the way very, he was very, very holding up the very, ball very and player. allowing other players to actually come up, Lukaku is the reason why Belgium are where they are right now. Lukaku might be the reason why Belgium will make the final. In that match, France versus Belgium, I cannot miss that match. I I'm not taking sides. I enjoy both. I want to see Mbappe doing his thing. I want to see Lukaku doing his thing. I'm just going to be cheering football on the day. Yeah, so um, we've got to move on to another topic. But before we do, of course, we just need to uh, talk about two things. Who do you think is going through to the finals? And more importantly, just after your point, Slim, who do you think is going to get the golden ball, the player of the tournament? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To the final, England and... Belgium, they are going to make the final. It's coming. <laughs> you need to stop with that song. And if they make the final like that, and the whoever is in the winning team between, let's say, Harry Kane for England and um, Hazard for Belgium, whoever leads this team to the victory is the one who will get the best player of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Josh. <laughs> Ah uh, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think uh, well Belgium is my team, so I expect them to to progress into the final. It's going to be a tough match though, um, against against France. But yeah, I'm tipping Belgium for the final, and I'm tipping Croatia. You know, I, I don't think mm-hmm. England is enough in their tank. You know, to grind the result uh, versus Croatia. I think um, uh, Croatia's midfield is just going to run riot versus. Um, I don't want to say football with footballers with less capabilities. <laughs> Something along those lines. <laughs> but yeah, to stay politically correct, I just I just think that um uh Modric and Rakiti will be will be too much for for the the, the, the England midfield to, to handle and facing Manzuki also is gonna be quite a task for England's back uh back three, the centre backs. So yeah, but I'm uh, I think Belgium and Croatia in the final and Belgium to take it home to the actual <laughs> and uh, Hazard and Lukaku to face so much stick from the English media <laughs> after they win the World Cup. Yeah, man. And I think uh, if 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 um, Belgium do win, uh, Hazard is going to be got get the golden ball. If uh, Croatia does win, Modric will get it. Mm-hmm. If England wins, it's Harry Kane. If France wins, it's Kylian Mbappe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, quite clear. Uh, in terms of golden ball, I have no one from the English side. Harry Kane, he's been alright. He's scoring the goals, but he yeah. hasn't been like a great player. He hasn't been outstanding. Yeah, yet. so I, I, pro- I would actually possibly just put number five Trippier. He is the closest to that. Should group. have said Jordan Anderson. You wanted to say it. What's the problem here? <laughs> Chief, you didn't say Marion Fellaini. <laughs> yeah, but in terms of uh, the golden ball, you know, I have Lukaku, Hazard, we have um, Griezmann and um, and uh, the creation. Modric. Modric. Yeah, Luka Modric. So one of those has to take it home, you know, along with the English taking the trophy home. <laughs> if you're Panthers, don't take any tips from us because <laughs> if you lose your money, it's on you. Man. I've been seeing a lot of money being lost. I've seen a lot of tickets, people betting $2,000 and losing it. So, you know. Just, just keep your money in your pocket. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's really unpredictable. So, uh, but uh, definitely the final we have England and Lukaku 
you know that's gonna be an epic battle because now well, at least we'll get to watch the game we're supposed to get in the group stages yeah 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 they hope that's in the group stage they that really wasn't, did that wasn't the match. and uh england versus belgium in the final easy run for england you know we're used to <laughs> we're used to kdb lukaku and hazard we know just, we know how to close them down <laughs> you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna be you're gonna be embarrassed two nil victory for england in the final everyone's hearts heart is broken my, my whatsapp statuses will be full of hurricane and jesse lingard holding the trophy and uh, yeah football's coming home <laughs> well yeah well hopefully it does because if it doesn't <laughs> You're gonna hate me. <laughs> All right, uh, that's it uh, for the FIFA World Cup. We have an exclusive coming to you on the cricket uh, bit of things. Uh, Slim just did the, tea, the thing, you know, the stuff. <laughs> so just uh, hold on. Uh, we'll come back with that after the break. Hi, Slim Sam. How are you doing? Um, well, Obviously, I follow, uh, you know, the proceedings of Zimbabwe cricket because, uh, I mean, I do care about my country. I do care about my country's cricket. So um, when the team was announced, the squad was announced for the triangular series against Pakistan and Australia. Um, I mean, it was very evident to see, you know, certain names that were uh, not part of them, you know, part of the team. Um, but I know that there was going to be, you know, something happening with Brandon Taylor because Brandon Taylor had, um, uh, had stood up for what was right. Um, I think last week there was something that came out, um, came up on Twitter, um, and, uh, there was something, there was an article that I read, I don't really remember if it was an article or a Twitter or something, but I read something to the extent that he was instigating uh, the players' union. And I mean, it's it's a player's right to, to instigate a players' union and all the players must actually be rallying behind someone who instigates one. And, um, and I knew straight away that he had been targeted. Um, you know, that is, you know, people can say whatever they can say, but that's just the truth of the matter. He has been targeted because he formed a players' union. Now, that is uh, our exclusive interview with uh, Tatenda Taibu, former head of selector and former captain and former Churchill boys. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> you get the point. That is Tatenda Taibu in an exclusive um, uh, interview with uh, Slim Sam talking about uh, the Zimbabwe cricket shambles that are happening just so you know Zimbabwe cricket lost in that series they didn't win not even a single Obviously. match yeah nothing new when water's wet etc etc and uh, football is not coming home <laughs> uh, Slim you know what there's something that I hated I was looking at an article that was written by the Sunday Mail and they were talking about there being an air of optimism in the team what optimism when a team is losing left, right, and center like that? Let's let's call a spade as a spade. That was poor. That was bad. And that was because the board is trying to, ming, to, to, to meddle in affairs, trying to stop players from getting their rights. And the result is us losing. 
this is not right. Look, we know what Zim Cricket is doing to the media. Um, Yvonne Manguda came out this week saying she was threatened because she was talking about the bad side of uh, cricket. And we've seen some Zim Papers journalists coming out, even on Twitter, trying to bring out that positive news and stuff. But we all know what is happening. We saw the protests happening at the ground. And uh, this was just, everything is colluding to the support of Brendan Taylor as Tebow was raising that. Taylor was targeted because he was trying to stand up for the players. And now the fans are standing up for the players as well. But the media is being stifled. You know, we're not, they're not being allowed to speak about the issues happening at the cricket uh, pitches. And yeah, and uh, you know it's 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 quite embarrassing, you know, when you know a, a union like uh, like the ZC, when you know when you when you they they now they've been involved in in this Brendan Taylor scandal. Now he's been he's been excluded from the squad when he's when he's by far one of our very best players, you know. And you know, Brendan Taylor has sacrificed so much, you know. He stopped playing uh, county cricket where he, where he was probably earning good money to come back home and represent his country and this is there is what he gets now for trying to stand up against the cricket union that has been he has been abusing the players in their rights for quite a while now and you know the state of of, of zimbabwe cricket is, is is a direct result of the zcu of, of how they handle their affairs as far as players welfare is concerned you know yeah absolutely these guys are not getting their salaries and they've said we're not going to play in these matches. Now we don't know if they're going to play in the ODIs as well, but they didn't play in the T20. And that is our star players, to be honest. That's Sikander Raza is playing in Canada. We have Brendan Taylor is out. We have Evine is out as well. You know, there's a good selection of some of our prime players out there. Just And we have Hamilton Masakadza leading the squad in a flippant <laughs> T20. Bloody Masakadza, please resign, boss. Just retire, take your time, play club cricket, mentor a new player, find a new under-19 budding star. But your time is done, sir. <laughs> I, I I think, you know, it's also, uh, you know, it's quite so quite uh, disheartening when you learn, uh, you know, there's other things that we that we, you hear as far, as far as the interview that we had is concerned you you hear a lot of other things that Taibu talks about and you know it's quite uh embarrassing you know to learn some of these things especially about players like Hamilton Sagaza you know um I'll let uh the clip uh run and then you can hear for yourself some of the things that Taibu raises as far as ZC and its affairs are concerned why the board would target a person who's um, instigating a players union is this if there is a players union in place the the players union would then have a players representative now the players representative is the one who then discusses players issues on behalf of the players with the board so the Zimbabwe cricket is in, in the state that it is at the moment because there's been a lot of occurrences of um, divide and rule. So when the players, some of the players uh, get older and start to realize what they should actually be earning and how the game should be run, you know, because people mature and people get older and people start to learn things. And the moment they learn that, they try to stand up for that. And then the younger players 
because they are not mature they're still learning the trades and learning a lot of things they don't they don't really understand so the board always takes advantage of that and they divide and rule so what they may do or what they normally do is they offer the younger players um you know you know fake promises really yeah so you know that's just part of what Taibu said as far as uh, ZC and Brendan Taylor and the players union saga is concerned you know that you know to just to, to to reiterate some of the points that he made that you know having a players union would really give the players power you know especially over over the running of the union and and you know they would learn a lot of things about how the state of cricket is how it's being run and what they actually supposed to get and when they're supposed to get it so zc knowing this knowing that um a players union would put them in a position where they are accountable to players where they have to tell players what to give players their their proper dues so to say you know has has made um zc literally block this move as a way of robbing the players of their rights and of the of their due earnings you know there's something that Taibu said that is very important you should understand that the time where the rebel players left Taibu was young and he was some things that he was promised when he was young yeah. that were not delivered he didn't say that explicitly but this is what he's trying to say that you know what as a young player you want to play for your country right and you there's a carrot that is dangled and there is nothing that you can do you cannot resist the age to play for you you cannot resist the call when they call you're going to play but the problem is that they are going to ruin you in the future and that is what Taibu is trying to say um and then they lie to them that the senior players are trying to do this that and the other so that's definitely what would have happened because i know for a fact that the chairman is in Harare it was holding meetings with players um that is a fact i i speak to a lot of the players now it is very um so i knew that that you know that was what was happening and uh sorry i didn't finish about the players union so the players representative would then join all the other uh, uh, uh players representatives for other countries and they are affiliated to icc so things like you know the money that comes in um to Zimbabwe cricket and how it's distributed and how other teams other countries distribute those funds will then be information that is um passed on to um the players and the players would really start to know how uh, you know cricket is run um from ICC uh, you know down to to the Zimbabwe cricket and down to them so they become part and parcel of the whole uh, global system so and the board won't want that because there's certain information that they would want to keep hiding um and all this will be dissolved by simply having a players union so so that's why the board won't want to have um uh, you know a, a, a players union in place and that's why uh, they've targeted Brendan Taylor um so i so you know uh basically you know all this you know it all, it, all, it all comes down to money really you know because the, so far the cricket union has total control over the money they know what they're doing with it and they know what they're not doing with it 
you know, there's funds that come in from ICC that the cricket union is supposed to pass on to the players that they're not. There's funds that are supposed to going to be going to the development of cricket, which are not. And you know, as soon as the players, you know, have a players' union, you know, like like Taibu is saying that, now they sit on the panels that, you know, that get this information firsthand from the ICC to say, listen, we've given given Zimbabwe cricket so much, and so much is allocated to the players, so much is allocated for development, so much is allocated for ABC, and that is what the cricket union, the board that is currently sitting there, that's what they don't want. That's the power. They don't want to to have the players to have. They don't want. They don't want. Basically, they don't want the information about what they're doing with the funds in the public sphere, and and that is a major cause for concern. Because if there's transparency, if they've been using the money the right way, if they are using money, if they're giving the players the correct juice, then they have no reason to not want this information out there. You know. This is this is a, a major cause for concern, you know. I, I know we come from a very corrupt country, and this this um this seems normal, but this is very concerning, you know, to know that this is the kind of business that the ZC is trying to cover up as far as you know. And now they're not playing these players because they're trying to punish them for standing up for their rights and the rights of other players. It's really disheartening to say the least. It's unbelievable to see a board fighting to, to fighting an association that would allow for more accountability. It's unacceptable. It's not right what they are doing to Taylor. And let's listen to Taibu as he tells us more on what is going on in Zimbabwe cricket. I, I knew that straight away. So uh, I thought I should do the right thing um, as I uh, pride myself in doing and, and to stand up for you know, for one who shows bravery. And um, Brandon Taylor has shown a lot of bravery because he is still in the organization. Now, the reason why I, I haven't been saying anything is because I am not within the organization, but there is someone who's within the organization who's standing up for the right thing and certain people decide they will uh, they will target him. That's really, really, really unfair. Um, that's, you know, that's me speaking out. Um, I am not fighting for myself. That's why I, I've been quiet. I'm just fighting for Brandon Taylor because he has shown, um, you know, the right courage and he's shown the right, uh, uh, the right mental attitude. Yeah, man. And yeah, that's uh, as far as our interview with Taibu goes, you know. And I think the issues are clear. You heard it uh, straight from somebody who's been a part of Zimbabwean cricket for quite a while. He's been a part of these um, organizations. He knows how they works. He knows exactly what is supposed to go on where. And, you know, it's 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 really up to, you know, the play, the, the, the supporters have, have, have taken the right attitude as far as this is concerned, you know. They've stood up for the players. They've protested in the, in the, in, during the crisis. They were protesting on the ground. And I'm pretty sure it's not going to end there, you know, as far as the protests against the ZC are concerned. And it's it's only it's really only right that um, the ZCU board is taken to task. You know, it's unfortunate also that we're we're a country that doesn't punish these sort of things. You know, and it's 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 really terrible. You know, sometimes we blame uh, the economy, we blame ABC for the state of our sports, but it's issues like these. You know, fundamental basic things that should just be done right. 
and the state of cricket in this country, the state of whatever sport really, will be far much better. You know, we've witnessed this with rugby. Few things changed, and the state of Zim rugby is, is actually much better than it was before. ZCU, the board needs to be investigated. They need to be accountable. They need to be, because this is a player's right. Worldwide, we're probably one of the few countries that doesn't have that sort of a structure that players union that protection for the players and like i said it's 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 really not acceptable and it's a it's a major 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 cause of concern yeah for me i'm, I'm disturbed by <clears throat> them actually saying they don't want it's it's a clear sign that they do not want transparency they do not want issues to deal with how finances are handled in zimbabwe cricket to be exposed they don't want them to be discussed they just want to do continue with their underhand dealings the underhand way of doing things and this is why everyone including that uh, supporters union was saying you know we need the board to resign entirely we we need a whole new structure we need a whole new you know board running zimbabwe cricket because it's going to be very sorry 10, 20 years from now, we're not talking about the likes of Brent Taylor, Skander Raza. We had great players. We just didn't get them to their best level because of a stupid, idiotic board. You know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that we have a board that doesn't care about cricket. Because if they did, they would not let non-cricketing issues like this affect the game of cricket. Because what's happening here is they're taking a vendetta against a player who's decided to stand up for the rest of the other players and using it to chuck him out of the team. We are talking about a player who's ready to put on the colors of the nation and play for the nation, but he cannot because of that. We're talking about players leaving and going, playing in Can- come on, playing cricket in Canada. Sikanda Razabad <laughs> is playing cricket in Canada instead of playing for his team, instead of playing against um, Australia and Pakistan in a T20 year, instead of playing an ODI series against Pakistan. We have got people who are incompetent who do not understand cricket, who are busy running the game of cricket and they are running it to the ground and they are doing it behind the cloth of political influence or whatever they are using and this has to stop. The players union had their say we have had our say. I know there are certain journalists out there who are busy. I, I don't know. Were you given brown envelopes or something? Because surely uh, the way they are, def- you cannot defend things that cannot be defended. At this moment, they start talking about Taylor's salary. We know Taylor got a, he's got a huge salary, but he negotiated that right, and he is standing up for every player, including the new players that are coming into the system. Zimbabwe cricket is destroying them and it's also destroying them destroying the new players that are coming in imagine the players that are just being chucked into the firing squad right now where the Taylors and the Razas and the Williams are supposed to be playing you have got young players who are now just being thrown into the foil and they'll have their careers shortened because in one series if you are <laughs> you saw the world record that was broken <laughs> it's the Harare Sports Club over there things like that they stay with you you become the player who was hit for a long six. You become the team that lost heavily to Australia and that stays with you. The natural development of cricket now is destroyed because you're now chucking kids into the firing line. Yep. And this is not right. We need the right people running cricket and 
the board should be put on notice. I don't know what, but I do know that ICC did when they gave was ICC is given us a grant of some sort, but it comes with conditions. And the conditions include management change, not necessarily management change, but a more rigid structure of management in terms of the cricket, in terms of the management of the players and everything. So that seems a step in the right direction. But yet again, ZC is refusing to tell people what was in the letter. They're even saying that they were just given money. There were no conditions. That is unacceptable. This is not a mafia. They are running a mafia and you cannot allow them to do that. Yeah, man. Um, I think it's quite clear. Uh, as far as Max said, Mike is concerned, our message is clear. The ZC board needs really needs to step down because this this is unacceptable. Yeah, and you know, to everyone, to all the journalists, everyone who is, who is in a position of influence, who is supporting these decisions for one reason or another on the public sphere, what you're doing is you're destroying cricket also, you know, by peddling falsehoods, by... The history books will remember you. Yeah, you know, and you know, it, it's it's really, it's really, it's a, it's a really terrible thing, but yeah, I, I think I, I'm really pissed off and uh, I think I've yeah. said enough as far as this is concerned. And I, and I also think we've said enough as far as this is concerned <laughs> because this is such a sad way to end this podcast uh, with this sort of terrible, yeah, terrible uh, news, terrible way of handling things when it's being exposed by former players who should be in the system, by the way. who should be in the system, but he's been thrown out as well. It's it's such a sad way to, to, to conclude everything. Okay, so as a podcast, we are begged by Capital 263, free to say it, free to do it. That's why we can say this. So all you players, if you really want to air out your views, we have a platform to allow you to say it, who allow you to say what needs to be said, Taylor, we're right behind you and one of these days we would want you in the studio to talk about it. I know right now it might be a little bit difficult because it's an ongoing issue that is going on but always know that our studio doors are open and we want you to say your story and let's see your notice will continuously expose this. We don't care about the media ban that you put on the protests. We are also protesting on the platforms. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that, that is it, really, from the cricket. Uh, share with us your views, your thoughts on what Tatita Taibu has said. Also, you know, share your feedback on some of the com- comments that we've raised about the issues. You can hit us up on any of our platforms. Uh, Facebook, Mike Said Match. Twitter, Mike Said Match. Uh, you can even leave a comment on iTunes as well. Just let us know what you think about this podcast. But we have some, you know, good news as well before we yeah, yeah. end the podcast. Yeah, Josh. Man. Okay, so real quick with a small, small request for all our listeners and, you know, all our followers and stuff. Uh, we have a 14-year-old uh, girl. Her name is Melissa Mwanza. She's, uh, she's been selected to play in a, for, for the Africa Junior Basketball Team. That will be in the USA for a tour. And uh, they will take part in the WNBA Under-14 World Championships in August. Um, she's a she's a talented basketball player, and you know she's she's one, uh, one of the very few players to be selected from across Africa. She needs um, assistance financially, you know, for for her travels, for her upkeep, as far as you know the countries that she's gonna be in. She has to travel to South Africa. She has to to get accommodation there. She needs a training kit. She needs a track suit. She needs sports shoes, etc. etc. We will share this information on. Uh, the Max at Mitch page if you want to see the breakdown if you want to get like 
a proper view of the story but basically she needs about 2000 US dollars for for her travels and all that and she they're taking donations via EcoCash you know uh and I had equation number somewhere unfortunately I don't have it but we'll share it yeah we'll share it yeah you can right. also share it on the Maxed match page the number will be there that you can eco cash let's this is one of our own this talented young girl you know uh, this needs to happen for Melissa so we'll share the details and please 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 even a single dollar will go a long way as far as assisting her is concerned and so that this happens for this young girl Right uh, as well just uh, this coming week if you're interested in some rugby this there's going to be an under 13 interprovincial uh, tournament being held at Ruzawi uh, go there watch the young budding talents uh, who are trying to make the squad the Craven Week squad at under 13 level uh, playing the interprovincials going to have sides from right across Zimbabwe coming together to play Uh, you can enjoy that. I also want to just give out a few shout outs to a couple of uh, f- uh, famed listeners. Uh, Mr. Mboko, you're one of the greatest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Funga Mboko. Uh, we got your gift. We're grateful. Thank you very much. The team got your gift. <laughs> <laughs> you see what's going on in the studio right now. <laughs> Shingi is trying to personalize it, but we understand. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. We're grateful for it. Shout out to Simba at Leg Sleep. Shout out to Tati Bells. Shout out to Onai. Shout out um, you know, to everyone else who's been listening to this podcast. Just be a feature in our mentions and we'll in the next episode we'll make sure that we give you a shout out because we appreciate every one of you guys thank you for listening uh and uh from me you know from Lizwe from Shingi this is Max at Match and we'll see you in the next episode thank you and now. capital 263